Welcome to the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast, a no-nonsense show designed to help you punch fear in the face and create the life you've always dreamed of. Now, here are your hosts, Vince and Christian. Hey everyone, welcome to Middle Class to Millionaires. I am your co-host, Christian, along with my other co-host, Vince Russell. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a special guest, Patrick Wynn, uh, who is a family man, real estate investor. I'll let Patrick go ahead and uh, give his brief info. Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. This is, a, I guess, this is the first time for me being on, on a real podcast, you know? So, well, we think it's, it's fun. <laughs> We try, we try for it to be real. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there's so there's so many people out there doing these things. But, I mean, I say real as in I know you guys are, are living what you're preaching and, and doing what, what, what you're talking about. So, yeah. real, real to me. Um, I, I guess I was born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I went to private school here. Um, my, my, my dad's worked for Lockheed for like 35 years. And he has a couple of rental properties, but, you know, never, he never really took it very far. Um, so I, I had some of that exposure. I went to U- University of North Texas. I played football up there. And while I was playing football, I had a friend who wanted to kind of move in with me and I had a one bedroom apartment. And so since I was playing football, I was never there. And so I, uh, I rented my bedroom out to him and I slept on the couch or in the locker room. And that's kind of where I started to realize like, wait a second, this guy's paying for my rent and I'm doing whatever. So um, that's kind of how sh- the short end of my story. I don't know that there's a whole lot before that, but that's kind of where I, the light bulb went off for me. That was like, wait a second, you know, I can do something different than everyone else is doing. I'm not struggling to pay rent and everyone else is so. Um, that's kind of how I guess that rolls into question number two and how I got how I got started. And from there, I just every apartment or house I lived in, I just rented out all the rooms by room, you know. So you did what's uh, called house hacking, right? Yeah, before that, before right. that bigger pockets guys coined that term, uh, we were we were house hacking and I had too many people living in too small living situations. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't pay for anything, so that's all that mattered to me. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, and I actually, I actually wrote a little, a little book on that. I mean, it's so simple, but I guess people don't really think about it. Now you got, you have to obviously check, check with your landlords, everybody. Um, I don't know if that's legal everywhere, but um, I didn't, I didn't check with anybody. I just, I didn't know, I didn't know any better. You're just making cash. <laughs> exactly. That's actually, uh, that's how I got started too, was uh, by renting, renting out a room in, in the house that I bought and uh, kind of really opened up my eyes to uh, power real estate, if you will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it, it wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't even really thinking real estate at that point, right? It was more like, how do I offset all of these expenses that I have? While I'm not, I was because as I was playing football, I would only work in the summer. So like any any money that wasn't given to me from the school or the university or my parents, man, I I was just out of luck. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where it started. And then I, my dad got shipped off to Italy for work after I graduated, and I went with him to to live in Italy for a couple months. And I didn't have any plan at all, man. Like. I was so ready to be back and try to figure out what am I going to do for work? Am I going to like, am I going to get a job? Am I going to go back to school? Like, what am I going to do? I was, I was, uh, I'd taken all my tests to go to physical therapy school. Um, and when I got back, my grandfather asked me if I'd help him in the family business and I was paid commission only. Um, and so as I was like renting, I'm thinking, man, like my rent's kind of expensive. What am I going to do? I remembered house hacking. So I had two bedrooms. I rented both of the bedrooms out and slept on the pullout couch. And then my dad called me and said the guy that was taking care of his farm couldn't take care of his farm anymore. And this was, he lives in Burleson, so not far from Fort Worth. And he told me I could live there for free and he'd pay all the bills, including cable and internet, if I just take care of his horses, his goats, his, uh, his uh, vegetables, and his chickens. 
I'm like, wait a so second. You became a farmer. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. You, you have, you have three bedrooms. I have two. You have a couch. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that. So I brought my friends with me. Um, and I did that so that from right there, man, I, I have to give a lot of credit to my dad for allowing me to save almost every dollar that I made. Right. Because he was paying for all the utilities and I was renting the rooms out. So every dollar that I made at my W2 went straight to whatever I wanted to, to go to. And, you know, so that's, I really wasn't even thinking real estate. I was just thinking like, since I'm in sales and commissions are few and far between sometimes, like how do I offset these um, and give myself a steady income stream? So that's kind of where all that came about. So kind of, yeah, kind of being a farmer, being a salesman, <laughs> being a landlord. And, you know, you don't even realize it. You just start adding things and then eventually it becomes normal. And then you add something else and, you know, you, you just work your way into, I guess, whatever the Lord kind of has for you, right? And all of a sudden you, you have a couple of rental properties. Nice. I like that. I like that you got creative with it. You kind of uh, uh, did what uh, it's called bootstrapping and just trying to find a way to really increase your uh, revenue and, and decrease expenses. And, you know, you utilize the help of your, your parents. Man, if I was younger, I would probably gone back and stayed in their house for a couple more years and just stacked some cheddar. Uh, but, you know, so you know, I went out and as soon as I was 18, try to figure it out and live on my own. But but no, that's really cool. You, you, you got creative. You figured out a solution. And uh, that's kind of what, what real estate's all about anyway. Yeah. And, yep, you know, it's for problem solvers, like you said, yeah. Christian, the other day. Yeah, definitely. And, and in this business, as you guys can attest, which I try to tell, like, I try to tell my younger friends or my siblings, like, it's about delayed gratification. You know, if you can put yourself through just some hard work for just a couple months, man, maybe even a year, it will pay off exponentially at the end. And they don't seem to get that. Like, I didn't like waking up at the crack of dawn and robbing the hens of their eggs or like scooping horse crap and, you know, like <laughs> pulling vegetables out of the ground. Like, I, I hate that stuff. But when I saw my bank account growing, I'm like, okay, this is not that bad. You know, I could be, you know, having working a nine to five, sitting at a desk and not being able to move, you know, and so it's yeah, absolutely for no me. Sunlight. Exactly, man. And so for me, it's been delayed gratification. And now that I'm married, like I have to kind of dial that back a little bit because my wife's not all about delayed gratification. So she pushes me to be better and take a vacation or, you know, enjoy some of the fruits of, of my labor, which is good too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big thing that society uh, uh, can't or just doesn't get is delayed gratification. They want they want the things right now, and and they'll go ahead and uh, they'll sacrifice, you know, um, every, any bit of money they come in so they can flex for the gram or or uh, be flashy on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it does suck. Like we did last, I guess during the pandemic, we did we did a six unit little complex that we purchased and so I was working since our, our we thankfully didn't get shut down our work didn't because we were providing um solutions to hospitals and stuff so we were working full-time now we were working more and receiving less of a profit but still being able to go to work but I was I was waking up at like five and driving about 45 minutes to Joshua Texas working until about 8 30 leaving there going to a couple of appointments eating lunch and then going back and working again after work. And so me and my dad were both in the emergency room by the end of the year for, you know, just overworking ourselves, overextending ourselves. My dad actually lost his memory for 24 hours, did not know who he was, didn't know who his dog was, didn't, it was the weirdest thing ever. And so I, as I was in the hospital with him that day, he like slowly got his memory back and like, then he didn't even remember not remembering. It was the weirdest thing. So like, but I say that to say like, I would do that again because of the payoff that it has given us for those six units and and the freedom honestly that it gives us yeah yeah so a little bit of, a little bit of a hard work for a, you know a short period of time to to get that long-term wealth a lifetime of freedom honestly yeah yeah that's what a lot of people unfortunately don't get you know they they they're not willing to put in the hard work they feel like they should be an overnight, you know, obviously no one can see this because it's going to be on audio, air quotes, overnight success. Those overnight successes spent either years or months or a long time to get to where they want. And, and this culture is so, um, 
uh, I don't even know the right term. Let's just Instinct. say acclimated to yeah. to being instantly gratified. So they felt I like, want it now. I put in five hours of hard work on my YouTube video, and now I'm not going to be a millionaire. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you know you got to put in the work. Yeah, and they they'll work they'll work harder to do something like to to get around working hard than just like straight up <laughs> hard work. You know what I mean? It's true. They they and then they do like their ten minute ab things that they sell like you know pay 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 fifty dollars and, and you'll get abs in 10 minutes it, it doesn't take yep. 10 minutes to get abs no. come on now man it I, takes, I wish it did bro i paid a couple uh, hundred dollars for that i can i can teach you how to get rid of your abs in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah I'm sure. I, can't, I can't get them back though yeah i mean it, it takes it so it, it takes discipline it takes consistency it takes time uh, you know if you can do all those all those things uh over over a certain amount of time and uh just you know not letting failures get get to you but take them as lessons uh, you, you know you'll be, su- be successful in uh, any business i think um but people just don't they don't have the discipline i mean i think the discipline goes out the window uh the minute you know some hard work has to be done so and the fear of failure i think it it my grandfather always told me um he owns he owns seven businesses and so He's had his fair share of ups and downs, right? Tough times, um, losing money, getting money. And so he always told me every time I would come to him and be worried about, I don't know if I should do this investment. What if it doesn't work out? He's, he'd always say, you're young. You can always make more money. Yeah. You know? And so like so that true. stuck with me. And so I, I think that now I'm like, okay, I'm going to put up a hundred grand for these, for this investment. What happens if I lose it? I'm like, screw it. I bet I learn a whole lot. You know, I mean, I'll never lose yeah. that amount of money ever again. So my oh, failures yeah. no doubt. have been my, like you said, my biggest learning experiences have come from failing, if you will. But it's never a true fail because along yeah. the way, if you're willing to work hard, you start to fail and you catch yourself, right? And then yeah. you work around it. So yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely key, man. I mean, uh, you know, s- sometimes we, we'll call them uh, quote unquote failures, but in, right. in all reality, it's only a failure if you learn nothing from it right Um, yeah i mean you you need to learn take lessons from from those lessons that uh, are being given to you if something doesn't work out maybe learn how to do it a different way i mean thomas edison made ten thousand versions or something of the light bulb and yeah uh, you know what i mean so so that just goes to show um that just keep trying different things and and different ways and you'll be okay um that's good man i appreciate I appreciate that. Okay, so tell us about um, your your first deal, uh, the numbers, how you got financed, all that good stuff. This is this is an easy one. Um, it was a it was a short deal. I didn't I didn't have this one very long. So as I was, you know, I had rented all my rooms out at my dad's, and I was still living there. And one of my mentors, which I encourage everybody to get as many mentors as you can find. One, because your primary mentor is not always available, and then your secondary mentor doesn't do what your primary does. And so, like, I, I would try to pull wisdom and information and knowledge from all these older men because they've made the mistakes, right? And they can tell me how to avoid these mistakes. So, one of my real estate mentors saw what I was doing, and he's known me since I was like five or six. And he said, "Hey, I, th- I think there's a property that you should try to you should try to buy." And it it had been on the market, and then it came off the market because it, it needed some work—not a lot of work, but a little bit of work. And it was built specifically for this. It was a duplex that was built specifically by this man <clears throat> to take care of his elderly parents. So one side was a one-bedroom, like efficiency style studio apartment. The other side was a two bedroom, two full bathroom. They both had like roll in showers, you know, and like handicap everything. Right. And so I think it was very specific and like a lot of people didn't like it. And I'm like, hold on. So you're telling me I can live over here in this efficiency and rent this other side out. And so that was my first like real taste of house hacking. And so we put an offer in at one 79, I think is what we, I think is what I ended up paying for it. And this was in Mansfield, Texas. Put it, we, we bought it for 179 I didn't put a dollar into it. I got all my friends that were willing to help me and my mom and my dad and my stepdad and my brothers. And we just like worked, right? Like I think the only money I spent was I bought everybody food that day. So 
Um, I think I put down like $13,000 and that was literally every dollar. I had like $200 left to my name after that. But nice. <laughs> like my grandfather said, he's like, you'll always make more money. So until my next paycheck come, I was eating at my mom's house. I was doing my laundry over there. I was eating tuna, tuna and pickles with peanut butter, man. And like, those are the that's days. That's right? actually that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gross. But like, man, you can get a you can get a big jar of pickles for like a dollar, bro. Like that'll last you like a month. So, anyways, I put all that yeah, money. You should down. be able to get a whole like box of ramen for a dollar. Yeah, I know. Hey, ramen too. I never was a big ramen eater, but I eat I eat it now. Now that I don't have to eat it, I love it. <laughs> and so I was I, I I risked it all really. But to me, it wasn't a risk because I saw the I saw the return immediately. So. I I got my family in there. We we disassembled all the handicap stuff, you know, and put a fresh coat of paint on it and did some landscaping. And so my mortgage was like, call it, it was like fourteen fifty was my mortgage on that house. I rented that one side out for like sixteen hundred dollars. Wow. And and I slept on a couch and my TV was on a box inside of the the other efficiency unit because my theory was whenever I was house hacking these, I never wanted to get too comfortable. I never wanted to want to stay there as my home. So I never decorated. I, I had a bed that I built out of two by tens and six by six cedar boards that I could just undo the screws and screw it back in. So I, I made that after this property because I was like, you know, this couch is getting a little uncomfortable. So I, and then when I moved out of that other unit, I rented that site out for $1,100. Um, and, and I'll just tell everybody who's listening, you don't have to be a mathematician to be good at real estate. Cause I'm about to add 1600 plus, plus 1100 and then, and then, and then subtract, uh, my mortgage. So you don't, definitely don't have to be a mathematician. So that property, that property netted me 1250 because obviously the taxes and insurance were escrowed because I had bought it to live in it. Right. And it, and I didn't, I only put down like three and a half, five percent, whatever it was. So that property made me twelve fifty a month, and I had that for probably less than a year. And then uh, they, the city, and man, you know, one thing I did every time I was gonna buy a property, I still do it. I pray about it right there on the property with whoever's standing there, and I, that gets a little weird sometimes. But like, I'm like, I feel like I got to do that. I feel like it's something I got to do, and I feel like it's kept me from um, from from some things, and it kind of gives you that feeling of like this is not a good idea, or this is a good idea. So. I bought that property and then the city literally cut a road in to connect business 287 to 287 right next, like literally the lot line is like 10 feet from mine to cut this road in. So this developer came to me and I owed like 160 on it, 165 on it. And he offered me like $330,000 for the property. Holy cow. And, and I asked my mentor, I was like, well, what if I keep it and hang on to it? And some, some of the best advice I ever got, he said, you know, I think it's time that you walk away from this one. And so I've always remembered, like, when it's time to sell, if you think you're being greedy, just, like, count your blessings and be like, you know what? I could maybe make more, but this is a definite answer, you know? So I sold it. I didn't even – after my mentor told me that, I was he was a realtor, too. So I said, yeah, put it on the market or, or let's, let's write the contract up. Let's sell it to this guy. So I walked away with quite a bit of money from that. Um, I went ahead and I didn't do phenomenal cash on cash return. I mean, you made yeah. an initial investment back in 10, 10 months. So you made, uh, $2,400 in the extra two months, plus the one seventy ish that you made on selling it. So, uh, that's not yeah, bad. and I ended up, I went ahead and elected to go ahead and pay the capital gains tax because I didn't know what to, I hadn't, I wasn't really looking at houses yet. I wasn't really, wouldn't call myself an investor. Although I was telling myself I was an investor, that's a whole different topic. You know, I like to speak speak things into existence. Yeah. I was I didn't know anything about buying houses, right? I'm just like, all right, cool, I have some cash. So I elected to go ahead and pay the taxes on it. But the taxes were like it was like twenty grand. So that that hurt, you know, that's the biggest amount of money I ever seen. And then to write a check back to him for whatever it was. And so I took that listen to our uh, episode on um, tax free wealth. I have that book. I've read that book at this point now. Nice. Uh, yeah. And so I will listen to that episode. Which episode is? Let me write it down. I think it was, I think two it was one we did last ago. week or two weeks. Oh, two weeks ago. That's right. We did yeah. Alex last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Alex. Okay. Cool. I'll, I'll give that a listen. And so I, I took that money, and with that money, I bought, I bought two houses with that money, and then my wife's engagement ring. Smart so, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
so I bought I bought a house by TCU that I did not like that was a piece of crap, but I had caught wind of, and this is kind of how I do things now. I stay really close uh, in the loop on developments that are going on with like with different developers and different home builders. And so I had caught word that this home builder, I, can't, I think it was like Trinity Homes or something, was going to be tearing down a bunch of houses in this neighborhood and like tearing two da- two houses down to build one, right? So I'm like, well, I can afford one of those houses right now. So I bought one right in the center of the street. And it, it, had, more, it had more problems than any other house I probably owned. The, the back wall in the kitchen was like falling off of the house. And like, I didn't have enough money to fix it. And then we bought a house in Bomber Heights. We still own that one. Um, so I guess it's been, it's been five or six years on that one. And that house, the mortgage on that house is like 500 bucks. <laughs> and it rents, it rents for 1650 Wow. And that, that one needed a lot of work. I mean, that one needed a ton of work. It probably took us two months. And me and my dad do all these remodels ourselves. Or we did that one. At this point, we're moving along and we have a bunch of subs now that we kind of contract ourselves. But that TCU house got bought from me like not even a year later for 200000 I, I paid like one, paid one fifty for it. And it was on the market for two hundred, which is a totally different market than we have now, you know? Um but I told the guy what I could pay for it, and he got mad at me. Um, I think it was a for sale by owner. He told me to leave his house, and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm not trying to like cause any trouble. I'm just telling you what I can pay. And then like two or three days later, he called me back and was like, is that offer still good? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. So we, we ended up getting some agents involved, and we closed on that house. Um, I, knew, I knew that one was just a quick buy to kind of just generate a little bit of cash, right? Put my cash in there. And again, I rented the rooms out. My mortgage was like a thousand bucks. I rented the room out, rooms out for seven hundred each, um, two rooms. So I knew it was like just a holding pattern on that one. Um, but yeah, so my first deal that was my probably still to this day my best deal that I've ever done, which launched me into having enough capital to buy two and three and four and really like lower my expenses and increase my profits. So that was so- by far my best deal. That, that's that's good. So a couple things there. Uh, one of the things you know you notice is you know how you stay in tune to the market, what's going on with different developers. Um, uh, you know you you just I think it's really important to stay in tune with the market, what's going on, pricing, uh, where where uh, comps are or, or or cap rates are. Um, even even taking it to like a macro level of of uh, as you start scaling up in business and keeping track of uh, like macroeconomics to mm-hmm. to um, utilizing your business and, and help you make different business decisions. Uh, that's really good. Um, and then so you're so another thing, you know, all it takes is is one great deal to really get you going, man. You know what I mean? Like you, you're one deal away from changing your entire life. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I, I saw that from the, the self storage facility that i bought um yeah that blows my mind still and we still need to have a conversation about that i'm I'm, yeah i'm very excited a little upset that i don't have one you know i'm i have a lot of mixed emotions about that man well look i I have some advice for you this is not financial advice you should sell all the residential properties you have and move all that cash into commercial and become a net worth millionaire like christian did in like six months we are we're on our way we we have (laughs) We are about to start development on 18 townhomes that we're keeping. Oh, we're nice. not we're not selling them. So we're we're following Christian's path. Um, we're just a couple nice. months away from that. Yeah, man. It's it's like I said. It's literally you're literally one deal away. And and I, my kind of my philosophy is, uh, uh, you know, they they don't all have to be uh, home runs. I mean, um, you know, you can uh, even now I'll, I'll start I'll look for kind of those base hits, but you know, and the home runs will come with it. And then you start, Definitely. but in the meantime, you're building up your track record, you're building up your experience. You know, you don't want to wait around for, for home runs all the time. And you're spending two years, three years, or, or, you know, just waiting for like a lot of people are waiting for this uh, supposed crash to uh, come. Yeah. It ain't coming. And, 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 you know, uh, I just saw a news article the other day uh, that they're actually probably going to be extending the mortgages to 40 years now. Um, so, so those, uh, all those, um, foreclosures that people were waiting on are, are not going to happen. So you, you don't wait to buy real estate, you know, uh, yeah, you no, go ahead, go ahead and buy it. Oh, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, on my, 
on what's my your, website. What's your says, quote? I know it's yeah. your quote. I have one too. I have Don't one too. Wait Go to ahead. buy real estate. <laughs> buy real buy real estate and wait. Yeah. Dang. My, so, mine is mine is the cheapest you'll ever buy real estate is today. Yeah. That's so true. That's good. So, so for all you folks out there that are waiting for this next market crash, are waiting for uh, I have to do this and I have to do that. I wait. I'm not ready yet. Maybe two years from now, uh, I don't have the time to learn. Blah 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 blah. Uh, stop! Stop wasting time and just just get out there. You know, it doesn't need to be a home run. Just get the experience. You know, just like I was the other post that I put the other day uh, when we bought our first flip two years ago. I I literally had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, all right, let's do it. Let's go for it. You know, uh, I'll figure it out. Uh, that's kind of the person I am. I'll figure it out as I go. But, uh, even down to like how to finance it, you know, our investor, uh, like I think a week and a half before said they couldn't bring the down payment that we were going to use. And, uh, um, we had to find one within a week and then we had to find another lender within a few days. I just, just, solving solution or solving problems one after the other but um yeah there's gonna always be problems right it's i don't think i've ever done a deal where everything happens exactly like i wanted it to happen the way i thought it was gonna happen and yeah, yeah the, the the best time to do it is right now and there's so much information on the internet you know i mean it's not like we live in an age where you have to go to the library and get an encyclopedia <laughs> to figure For out how real. to invest in real estate but like there's a there's a million good books out there and don't worry about which one to read just pick one and start from there there's four million avenues to this and i would yeah. i would i would bet that every investor who starts didn't have any idea what they were doing when they began they just knew that they weren't going to quit yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. so true i mean honestly like there's no excuse to to why you can't learn something in this day and age it's 2021 there's youtube and for the people that say, well, I can't afford internet, uh, we can get you a free public library card and spend your times <laughs> in the library. I mean, there's literally no excuse to why you can't learn something today. You, you, have, you literally have the world at your fingertips in your phone. And to go back on a point you were saying, you know, the best time to buy real estate is now. For instance, uh, I'm about to lock up a deal today in Euless um, that we're going to hold as probably an Airbnb. And I was running comps and I could not believe what these the, the ARV on this house is now because it's a it's a little small neighborhood just north of 183 in that one in that uh, 360 pocket that little triangle over there in Euless. Mm -hmm. I think a year a year and a half ago, the max mm -hmm. like ARV for those houses was like 190 200 barely, and now the ARV on this thing is 240 to 250 in maybe a year and a half. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like you keep waiting for the dip like in stocks. <laughs> Uh, and it ain't coming. I mean, it's, it's gonna not going to, yeah, it's not going to be there because when realtors run their comps, they run them 30 days out mostly, and maybe they'll run them 90 on a special situation. And we're already past the 90 days. So whatever these realtors are running comps at to find their list prices, they're already astronomically high. And so they're basing it on a high price. It's not, it, it is what it is at this point. I think, I think it may slow down to where there's not a hundred people making offers on the same house but the prices are not going anywhere unfortunately yeah. or fortunately i guess if you're acting now <laughs> yeah great time to be a seller that's for sure yeah yeah we don't we're, i'm not looking to sell unless you guys want to offer me hundred and fifty thousand dollars over what i paid for something and then i'll yeah. sell yeah, yeah what's crazy is you could get that in this market right now yeah. yeah well that's that's good all good stuff man so um uh moving on to the next few questions uh, we have here um so Talk to us a little bit about how you're finding like the best tenants. Um, you know, what, what are you doing to prevent, uh, you know, burnout as a landlord? Cause I know a lot, a lot of landlords get burnt out simply because yeah. it's the tenant. Honestly, I think it's a hundred percent. It's the tenant. And if you're not actively like betting as much as you can, or, you know, what, what are your, what are your thoughts there? <clears throat> Man, the only time I have trouble with tenants is when I buy something that already had tenants in it. <laughs> Dude, for real. And, and I had to evict somebody for the first time in 10 years last month. And I don't don't hire an attorney, by the way. That was going to cost me two grand. And I went down to the Justice of the Peace and it cost me $240. And as soon as they saw the papers, they were gone. You know, I just sent them a picture of the papers and 
they were gone because the next step was that the constable was going to remove them from the house. So the only time I really have problems is when I buy a property that already has people in it. Um, when we vet them, we use software. It used to be called Cozy.co. We That's used what to, I was using it too. And they changed it over to Apartments.com, and I hate Dude, it. Dude, I know. It's garbage. I, I don't know why. Cozy was, was, pretty, was a pretty cool tool. And yeah, yeah, affords you the ability to do everything from that one side, including uh, background checks, background and, checks, uh, and, and credit checks. And so I, yeah. I switched over Christian to Turbo Tenant. Okay, I'm actually almost, look into that. Almost the same as <clears throat> as Cozy, but there's a couple more features that they do. It, it takes a minute to get used to the interface. Man, I used Cozy for ten years. I knew exactly I could do it in my sleep. Yeah, and so it will do background checks, but I, I like to be sure that the people, um have three times the rent. They make three times the rent a month. That leaves no question, no room for error um, on me getting paid. And then I, if at all possible, I, I have them hook their bank account to the, the, the website where it collects rent because I don't want them to use their debit card because it can decline their debit card, whereas it will just pull the funds out of their bank account. And, and this I don't know, this, is, this may sound mean, but it will just overdraft them and I, but I'll get my money. But like they're they're a grown adult. They know when rents due. You know. I even oh, I even. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that sorry, right? You're you're a grown up. So <laughs> I even I even go as far since I know that it will do that. I let them pick the day they want to pay the rent. Because it doesn't matter to me, right? I mean, so long as I get the rent on the day they chose, I don't really care if it's the first or the twenty second or if they want to pay in two installments. Like I don't I well, don't that, care. That's that's actually pretty nice of you because I always just do it on the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah yeah well i i figured that if they're if we can compromise on most things they'll be more willing to do what i want them to do right because as long as the bank as long as the money hits my bank account at some point during the month i don't really care um aside from that i have i've hired now i've hired a leasing agent because we have we have 12 units and so it was getting to the point where like i was always dealing with somebody renting right um are you self-managing or you have a I, I self-manage everything. Okay. Um, and I would, I'm just, I have one property that I bought. Someone brought it to me. I bought it at the end of last year. I bought it for my son. So like if it wasn't his, I probably would already sold it because it just gave me problems. But I'm thinking about hiring property management for that one. Um, Cause it's, it's kind of far for me. It's like 40 minute drive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hired her. So I just pay her 50% of the deposit when, and she does everything. She shows it. I, I just put a lockbox on the door. She shows it. She collects all their stuff. I send her the lease. She gets it through DocuSign. I mean, I don't really have to do anything. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I just check their, pro I make them, I make them apply on turbo tenant and then I just check their profile. So yeah, I do self-manage, but we've done, we've done so many remodels now. That I have, I keep everyone's phone number and I save it in my phone under sub and then what their trade is. And so if I've got a problem, I type in sub in my contacts and it pulls up the person, which property they worked on and what they do. And I just send them out and I just pay them. I just write them a check. They usually come pick it up for me because these guys, you know, these subs, they love picking up checks. So um, <laughs> that's kind of how I do it I now. I checks still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's how I do it now. And then I, I've hired a... Uh, a contractor to work on the one in Cleveland since it's kind of far. So I pay him. He's a friend of mine. So I just pay him cost plus like 20%. Well, that's how that's kind of how I manage, but it, it, but the online thing really helps me because you can submit maintenance requests and you can open them and send them. You can send work orders to your guys and then you can, um, you can close it when it's fixed and yeah and all that. But man, managing people is the hardest part of this thing. I'd rather deal with fixing houses all day long than having to manage people who are, irresponsible yeah but yeah we're all self-managed we'll we'll probably hire somebody full-time to manage these 18 townhomes um but there's no way we'll go from 12 to 30 units there's no way that we can manage all yeah. of those by, by ourselves but when we do acquire a property we spend quite a bit of money to fix everything right i mean all the major systems like hvac the plumbing um like water heaters the roof the foundation we spend a ton of money to fix all that stuff and put really nice products in it in hopes that in the next five years, we don't have to do anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely good, especially for, um, if you're, uh, having a, a renter, you know, you want to make sure 
you're not having to spend money because because if you think about it you know one uh you have a a rental and your hvac that you bought or you bought the house with the used hvac and then the hvac goes out that year that's like your entire cash flow for the entire year yeah man yeah, we had how a, that happen we had a property <laughs> this year that from the freeze man we had a thirty six thousand dollar plumbing problem wow from the freeze luck insurance covered the majority of it and then we had to cover the rest out of pocket but like we didn't make any money on that property this year yeah one of the one of the you know some uh i guess you could call it a downside to uh single families that can happen but you know for you guys you have you have a ton of units in in your uh, portfolio there and you're growing and that can kind of uh, offset uh some of those you know losses that you get per that year or whatever yeah so it, it's it still definitely offsets it but it's you still feel it when you're writing <laughs> you, feel, you feel like there's two months where you're just writing it one check a week, you know, to different guys and everyone's texting you about money and you're just like, I'm, I'm selling everything and I'm, I'm moving in with Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, that's, it's, that's definitely writing checks. Sometimes it's like, man, it sucks, but you know, you get a, it is what it is. I suppose part of the, game. Part, of the game it's part of it. Yeah. Wow. We, we keep good books too. So, I mean, you know, we keep, we keep our expenses and we use, I'm using Michelle over there at ardent CPA. Oh, you're part. You're part of the ardent team now. Yeah, man. I got. Oh, I hopped on the here. ardent on the ardent train, and they're they're cool. great. Um, and then we we've hired a. Uh, yesterday, I hired a, a registered agent because I was doing all that myself for our LLCs and stuff. So just slowly but surely finding places to like take things off our plate where we don't like them. You know, like we're not yeah. we're not good at them. We don't like them. You know, but that it took ten years. You know, to want to like I did my taxes by myself just last year and. It, uh, sucks so just slowly <laughs> I, I taking things i couldn't imagine doing that it's just well, I, dad, I used to i did it whenever you know i, I just had a w2 job and i just had to put one w2 in for turbo tax and yeah you know. we had we had like four or five schedule e's and a couple of schedule c's and like a k's and you know i mean dude it was we had a ton it, it probably took me like two months but my dad's been doing his own taxes for his whole life i think he did he probably did his dad's taxes when he was like six years old. So he's, you know, he, he like invented Excel. So he, he, he really helped me. He pretty much did a lot of it uh, with or for me. And so, um, but yeah, man, just, we are self-managed. It sucks sometimes this year, man, it's been literally from the snowstorm in February till probably like just this last month, I've been dealing with problems and we have one remodel going still on, it's a duplex. We have one unit left. It should be done by like the 15th of next month. And yeah, then I'm going on vacation. You know, uh, um, if you're fine, if you're looking for a property manager, uh, you know, there, there's definitely some good ones out there, but just know, uh, you know, it, it's sometimes they're not going to take care of your property the way you will. They never uh, will. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I learned that when I had a property manager on the rental I have out in Forney, and um, uh, the tenant reported a water a water leak from the sink, and the property manager didn't get around to it until the following week, and ended up causing like twenty thousand dollars in water damage, and uh, you know, luckily the insurance insurance covered it. So, but I mean. That's, you know, that just goes to show, and this was a recommended property manager. Um, and so it's like, man, you know, they're, they're probably more focused on the guys that have, you know, a hundred units and they're giving them all the attention and the guys with smaller portfolios are like, man, you know, whenever I get around to it or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how they do it. It's hard for, hard enough for me to keep up with 12 of my own and I need them to be taken care of properly. I couldn't imagine someone else's. And you're making such a small return every month. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna care. No, they 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 can't. They just you can't have the capacity. Even if you mean well, you just can't care for thousands. In order for the property management company to make good money, they have to manage thousands of units, and there's just no way. There's no way. Yeah. So I agree with you for sure. And they and they don't they don't vet the people as well. They just have a set criteria, right? Like this credit, this this income, no evictions, and that's really it. Yeah. They don't they don't look at how dirty their car is or if they have they pull up with like seven other people and you know and like so there's a lot to it other than just credit and, and income and you're right yeah, man. Yeah. 
I'm hesitant to put anybody yeah, else to management. I, I, I still choose my people, and uh, I, you know, I go through credit checks, and uh, you know, the last the last guy I had it uh, was a, uh, a dis- uh, assistant district attorney for Dallas. And I, I, even I was kind of nervous. I was like, man, is, is my contract good enough? Because he might come and find find some kind of clause against me. Dude, I've always heard you never rent to a lawyer. <laughs> he was honestly, he was great. He he always paid on time, was never late. He never, he didn't like, you know, bo- overly bother me about anything. Uh, you know, he was just really good. Um, no, but but that but that's that's awesome. So, how much time are you dedicating uh, a week on? on everything you do i know so you have 12 units you you're a salesman and a roof contractor so i i really got into the roof contracting thing for our own units right because we were paying somebody else to come look at our roofs and i'm like i can spot hail damage guys like i know what this looks like and so i found a buddy who has been working roofs uh for 30 years and he kind of let me hop on and piggyback off of his company and so I really just do the roof thing for me or for like haul it my wife's clients if they need a roof or friends and family. So the roof thing, it depends on the week. At most, probably 10 hours a week on the roof thing. Um, every normal week, zero. Um, and then on working on a lot, man, and it, you know, you guys know how it goes. Some months you don't do anything. Some years you don't do anything on your units. And then other years, that's my son in the background there. Other years, uh, other months, it's like I feel like I'm spending more time working on rental properties than I am at work. So um, I work, I probably work at my W 2 job like 20 hours a week, 25, 30 hours a week. And I do probably about the same right now on my rentals, it's about 10 to 20 hours a week. Um, yeah. Um, and then being a, being a dad and a, and a husband, you know, as much time as I can dedicate to that. But that's really the that's really the whole point behind all these rental properties was to have time. Like I don't I don't want to work like my dad worked, and he traveled so much, and um, I want to be free. You know, I don't want to have to go to work or, or, or yeah. And that makes it easier for me to go do my W two job as well, is because I don't have to wake up and go. And so it's like, yeah, I'll go today and make some money. You know, um, but again, I'm not paid hourly there either, so I'm just paid by my efforts, which also helps and so probably probably i'm probably just working i'm honestly probably working like 40 or 50 hours a week on everything so not not nothing nothing too crazy right on <laughs> right on i like the man um well uh do you have any recommended um sources any any recommended books for people that want to get started or or you know yeah um so I guess I guess my favorite my favorite book um, I think I think I had sent that to you guys um, was John C Maxwell um, How Successful People Think that kind of got me started They have a workbook If you grab the workbook you can kind of answer some questions as you read and it really helps you change the way I mean it helped me change the way that I thought about things kind of straightforward and linearly to like from you got to switch your perspective on it um, and then the four disciplines of execution has helped me to um, set goals and then just crush these goals, like set them out, uh, you know, set them out two or three years. And then like, I, I had a goal to do four burr properties in five years. And I did four in one year. And nice. it was, it was the four disciplines of execution walks you through what's your goal and how to work backwards from there. And you set these sub goals and things. And so if you're trying to accomplish something and you have trouble like mapping it out, the four disciplines of execution is incredible. Um, and then the way I find my information is you can literally just like the city, the cities will want to work with you more than you probably think. And so I just email the city and I'm like, Hey, will you put me on your list of construction projects that are going in? I email a bunch of cities and they, yeah, they add me. And so I just get their emails. Like this is the new construction happening this week. This is the stages. Here's the zoning changes that are going in, you know? And so it's, it's that simple, man, just to just get started, just get moving. One little tiny thing at a time is better than doing nothing. Yeah, that's 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 really good. I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think they they uh, get uh, analysis paralysis. They don't move. Uh, they feel like they have to have all their ducks in a row. And I I want to tell you that 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 is not true, man. I mean, 
you know, in two years, I've, I've been able to do accomplish a good bit. And, and I, it was just really from, from, from taking action, from just going and doing it. I, I'm yeah. not an overthinker, and I know people struggle with overthinking. Uh, you just got to get past that to, to, be, um, to be successful in this business. You, you really have to practice not overthinking. And uh, when, you're able, or, when you're able to do so, uh, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be well off. Go ahead, Vince. Or just being willing to take risks. You know, like, I know, uh, I like that you shared that, that house that we flipped two years ago, because I honestly forgot, like, not, I didn't forget about the house, but I forgot it was two years ago. And, um, yeah, like, I, I brought that deal to you, because uh, I think I just, I don't remember why, like, I, I brought you on, but I didn't want to do it myself. So, um you hadn't done any flips. You'd only done that Forney house that, that's still a rental that you have. And I was like, hey, you want to do this deal together? And I was like, it's going to be a tight one, but, you know, I, I think we can do it. And you were just like, yeah, sure. Like, we didn't even really think about it. We, like, ran the numbers. Like, yeah, it's probably going to be a tight one, but let's just go for it, you know? And that's what, Absolutely. Uh, that's what makes winners, you know, people who just go for it. And like, we, like didn't, we, said, didn't, even have, we didn't even have the money for the down payment. Like, oh, no. I love it. Other Dude, people I, how we so, do what we do i uh i tried to borrow money from my grandfather is a hard money lender i tried to borrow money from him for for nine years um small amounts right twenty thousand thirty thousand hundred and fifty thousand he said no 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 he saw me do these eight units in the last two years and he he uh he called me and was like i have eight hundred thousand dollars i want you to invest <laughs> and so like I say that just to say, like, you don't, you don't need anybody's help and you can do it on your own. I kind of let that burn inside of me being like, all right, you old man, like, you don't think I can do this? Because that's ultimately what he thought, right? He was like, no, it's too risky. Uh, he can't do it. He won't do it. So I kind of let that just push me. But I always say to myself, the wrong decision is preferable to indecision. Like, just move, just continue to move forward. Even even if you don't know if it's the right decision, because it's better than sitting on your hands and, and doing nothing. Sitting yeah. on your hands will not bring you wealth. Nope. And that was, my, that was my favorite quote that I sent to you guys, is a willingness to suffer is a non-negotiable prerequisite to success. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt somewhere, some way, somehow. But like, it's better yeah. than sitting. What hurts me the most is thinking about people sitting, making money for somebody else in an office, staring at a computer Seriously. screen. Seriously. Get yeah, you're just you're just helping them build their dream and build yeah. their life to, to yeah. go out on their boat with their family. When that could be you going out on your boat with your family, your jet or your whatever. If you want a Lambo, whatever it is, you know, our our why I feel like collectively here in, in this conversation is for our family. So whatever yeah. it is, like, is is like right now. I'm sitting in a parking lot in QT. I don't work at W two. I, I can do this right now because I I took a chance four and a half years ago. If you're willing to take that chance. Is the extra time that you're going to get with your family worth the risk of failing? And for me, it was. And, you know, Christian knows the right. story because I talk about it pretty much almost every episode. But my biggest lesson in real estate cost me $70,000. But I got it out of the way right at the beginning. I failed, yeah. could have quit, and I didn't. And I have so much freedom today. I've seen both of my kids be born. I was there with them, uh, I mean, literally every single day. Like, I don't ever have to leave. You know, they're my daughter's about to turn four and my son just turned two and I get to spend all the time that I want with them because I was willing to risk it all four and a half years ago. Love it. That's what it's all about, man. It's not really yeah. about the do it's not really about the dollar signs. I mean, true freedom comes from controlling your time, you know? Yep. Um, time so. is invaluable, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yep. And like you like you said, you can always earn more money, but you can never earn more time. Never. Yeah. Never, never. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it just, it, may, so it hurts, good. it hurts me to see people <clears throat> sitting at work and, and then not even to have a plan like, well, you're going to retire in, in 30 years at best. And then you probably won't have enough money to make it five years after that. I know. So, I know. If it, yeah. If we anybody actually, wants uh, to do that, call me. Just call me. I'll help you out of that situation. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we're, we're, we're uh, closing on a house today that we actually wholesaled, but um, the seller, great guy. And but we were talking, he had some frustrations with his brother who's still living there. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm just, I just can't wait till I can retire in a year. I'm just pushing really hard so I can retire and then, and then live life. And like when he said that, like my heart sunk yeah. because this is a guy who's 64 years old who thinks that life starts at 65. My life started 
you know, let's just say around 30 when I became free and had the time to do what I wanted. Like life doesn't have to wait for you until 65 because depending on what could happen, you might not even make it to then or you could die 10 years after that. I want to live now. Me too, man. And I want to set my family up for later. You know what I mean? Like, let, let me live now and have good money and freedom and then set my family up for later for if I do step out and, and an asteroid hits me on the head, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, definitely out. I mean, there's so many benefits to it. I mean, you know, building a legacy, uh, establishing wealth for your for your future, you know, because I, I don't come from any money. Uh, I wasn't given any loans or any handouts. Uh, you know, I, I started working at the age of 14 and just pretty much like it's just been just going out and getting it and now i'm i'm building this thing that's never been done before uh in 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 my family history uh you know millionaire status then not that that not that that's the most important thing but just really building a, a wealth and and being able to bless others from that wealth too um yeah there's there's so many things that that you know i'd rather because you know you're living check to check, right? You're not you're not able to bless anyone, but mm-hmm. but you're just taking care of your own at that point, trying to make it by. But when you're able to to get to a point and you're able to bless others, that's just even better. Um, so there's so many things that come with it. The time, I mean, it's it's I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Uh, you uh, know, no. it's way better than a W two, and you know, I know I know the entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneurial life is not for everybody you know if you don't want to be a full-time entrepreneur that that's okay but at at least at the minimum stack some properties up buy some real estate buy you know focus on your investments because 401k (laughs) is not going to cut it i'm telling you especially with this inflation inflation rates that that (laughs) that are here your 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 proposed million dollars is going to be worth like 600 grand in 20 years yeah if you're lucky yeah, today, and that's I, just so- I was just listening to uh, unfair. I finished Unfair Advantage the other day, or I'm about to finish it. And he was talking about there was a a, a decade, some somewhere in the beginning of the 2000s, where basically everyone's 401k just got wiped out. So all those people who were banking on their 401k to retire, let's just say by 2010 or whatever, completely wiped out. Their yeah. whole plan is gone. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So be diver- be diversified. Start focusing on stuff better than a 401k, <laughs> buy rental properties, you know, learn as much as you can, uh, and really just have a plan. I mean, and then you'll be okay. We appreciate you being on our show, Patrick. Uh, we wish you continued success. And uh, we're, you know, it's cool seeing that you're, can be, you can be a blessing to your family and to others. Vince, I'll let you go ahead and outro, outro us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks again, Patrick, uh, for your time. We really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks uh, for having me. I, I learned a lot from this episode, and I feel like everyone who's going to listen to this is going to learn the same. So uh, thank you again. And guys, we'll catch you on the next one. This episode of the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast has ended. But be sure to subscribe for more tips and strategies on entrepreneurship, life, and business to help you create the life you've always dreamed of. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content on planet Earth.